Welcome to Central Valley Politics. This is Shannon Stevens, your host, and this is part two of the Students Decide Candidate Forum that was put on by the Democratic Party Club here at Stan State. As you will remember from part one, I am the moderator of this debate, so you will hear me asking some questions, but those questions were written by students, presented by the Democratic Party Club. And the next question will be asked by a representative from the Black Student Union. So pay attention to these candidates, all of whom want to be the one who takes on Jeff Denham in next year's election. And Josh, if you're the first one to answer this one. All of you have said health care is a right. If you have had to choose between fixing the problem of the Affordable Care Act slash Obamacare or scrapping it all together and going toward a single payer system, which would you choose? And the students specified that you cannot say fix ACA and move towards single payer. They want you to choose which is it: fix um, the Affordable Care Act or scrap it and go to single payer. I think either way, we have to fight for what is the number one goal, which is universal health care coverage. The Affordable Care Act came a long way. It got us to ninety percent. Ninety percent of the people in this country are now covered by insurance. It didn't go all the way. It didn't go to one hundred percent. That's my goal. Uh, we have got to do that. I think the best way to do that is through Medicare for All. Um, by doubling down on the parts of our healthcare system that have the lowest costs, the best patient outcomes, um, that, that I think is the best mechanism to, to, to create some real change. If we're unable to do that, if it, if it takes a long time, it's really hard to fight for that, we gotta fix Obamacare as it, as it seems, right? Um, but we gotta do both at the same time. We gotta walk and chew gum. I think we have to fight uh, for our values, which are universal health care coverage. Um, we also have to make sure that we fix the problems that we see in our system every day. Thank you, Josh. Let me to tell you, as somebody who benefited and who received health care for the first time in many years with ACA, I saw that as the beginning and not the end. I saw that it actually provided many of us with pre-existing conditions with health care coverage for the first time. But I can also tell you that the system is absolutely flawed and broken. If you have a son who's in a massive car accident and your hospital bill comes back at 48,000 and the insurance only paid 21,000 and you're on the hook for 27,000, that's not effective healthcare. If your doctor is sending you to get lab work at the hospital and you're asked to tell them that you're a cash pay patient, so that you can pay $90 as opposed to paying $700, which is, going to charge, which is what they're going to charge the insurance. The system is absolutely broken. But I can't say that single payer is the answer either. I believe that we have to give everybody quality, accessible, and affordable health care regardless. Thank you. So I'm going to work for effective nonprofit health care. Um, the problem with Obamacare is it was essentially a bailout for private insurance companies. There were a lot of people that greatly benefited under it, um, were able to receive health care for the very first time, and that was in my family that was that qualifies under that. So I'm not knocking anybody up here or anybody in the crowd. The truth is, it did not insure everybody, and the most sound path to guarantee health care for every American is Medicare for all, a fiscally sound Medicare for all. 
Right now, we're not having a healthcare debate. We're talking about just how rich to make individual companies that have unaccountable power. Um, we've seen that by the way um, uh, companies pull out of the marketplaces, raise rates. I think in 2018, rates are scheduled to increase some ridiculous percent. Um, so a single-payer healthcare system, Medicare for All, is the best way to get veterans, seniors, newborns, um, healthcare. People are mad, or people make the case that the problem is because they'll be switching health plans and this and that. You're still going to have to switch to Medicare when you turn 65, and you usually have to switch when you switch employers. So it, it's the most uh, fiscally sound policy. Thank you. No question. I support single payer, a guaranteed healthcare system for all. Thank you. I will be joining the rest of the civilized world and have a single payer healthcare system. We're one of the only countries in the world that does not care enough about its citizens to give them healthcare and make sure they're healthy and you know have a choice to not die or go bankrupt. Where are our priorities? I personally have had tens of thousands of dollars in medical bills before the Affordable Care Act, but it was still not far enough. We need to put people over the insurance companies and actually care about one another. So 100% single payer. The Affordable Care Act has brought healthcare to millions of people that otherwise would not have care. My question uh, would be to anyone up here that supports single, single payer would be how is it going to be paid for? That is really the, the bigger question, the cost. I believe in affordable quality healthcare and access for all, the key is to find a way that will take working together across party lines to come up with real answers and ways to take care of everyone that deserves the treatment that they should have. Thank you. Thank you, I'm an accountant, I do budgets. On my website is a balanced federal budget that fully funds Medicare for All now and it still produces a surplus. And it also funds um, incremental amounts per year for the infrastructure needs that we have. One thing it doesn't fund is, which we need, I need to figure out and work on, is free tuition, but I'm thinking about that all the time. Um, even if we have Medicare for All fully funded, we still need to worry about uh, Medicare Advantage because Medicare does not pay for, pay for everything. Once we get Medicare for All, we need to fix what's left. Uh, but before we can get there, we need someone different from the White House. We need a lot of different people in the House of Representatives, and we need people there to know how to do budgets, and that's what we need first. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Thanks. On the way to Medicare for All, it's uh, there's a lot of things we can do, but the, the thing to keep in mind is that healthcare is a right, and it's a it's a right, it's a universal right for every one of our citizens. So if people are out there that are saying, "Hey, we're protesting against single payer," just look around the room and 
point out somebody here that doesn't deserve health care. We all do. And the fact is we can get there and we can get there today. It might not be Medicare for all today or single payer today, but we can have Medicaid for all today. You know, they, they just passed this tax bill, this tax budget bill. The one thing they didn't do was allow health care premiums to be deductible. They get breaks for our millionaires on Wall Street, but your health care premiums are deductible. That's where their morality lies. And we're going to change that. It's also coming from a student group. We have a representative from the Black Student Union here on campus to ask your question in Virginia. You'll start us off with the answer. Hello. Um, so as you know, we have received national attention about the uh, white supremacy uh, affiliated groups on our campus, and we know that racism is a big deal here in Turlock. So my question is, how do we make sure that I'm safe here on this campus from incidents from incidents such as Charlottesville? There is no question that the tenor, the tone, the landscape of our country has changed since the administration changed on November the 8th. What I experienced as a child we're experiencing today. What happened in Charlottesville, let me tell you, it's something that I take very personally. As somebody who has experienced racism firsthand, it is something that I will absolutely advocate for. We have no room in society today, yesterday, or tomorrow for racism. Everybody, regardless of the color of your skin, is an American. Everybody, regardless of your beliefs, whether you're left or right, nobody should be discriminated against, ever. It's an interesting question. Um, I'll say if it's, you know, if it's more, I'm not sure if the solution, you know, I'd be open to having a conversation, but if it's like a better community resource or more funding for community resource officers, you know, that's something that um, maybe federally can be funded. But in terms of what actually um, reduces tensions, is if you refuse to talk to people with a different opinion than yourself, nothing's ever going to get done. And if you double down um, on, on an opinion or something that hasn't worked for years, good luck. You know, you have to be willing to work with people. It's a give and take. Um, that situation specifically, uh, you know, make sure that there's no tolerance for that type of thing. Um, because, you know, yeah, it's hard to prove, but. Um, what is it? Uh, it's, it's like that group mentality. Once one or two people start, it's easier for others to say, "Hey, that sounds like something that um, you know I, I agree with," and, and, and end up like becoming a snowball effect. Um, yeah, that's, that's all. I have for that. We live in a country where we should not be able to tolerate hate. And I am a firm believer in the First Amendment. Yes, we do have a right to free speech, but that speech does not mean you get to provoke hatred or inflict harassment or any type of degrading behavior against anyone. Race, creed, religion, orientation, this is what we fight for. This is what our young adults have gone to war for, to have our freedoms protected 
but not at the, at the cost of including hatred. I draw the line. We are a country of community, and we do not get to perpetuate hatred. It's a systemic problem. There's no easy answer. I myself, someone tried to kill beat me to death with a metal crowbar because of who I was as a child. So I understand apples and oranges, but I can see where you're coming from. There's two things we need to do, though. First off, let's get Nazis and white supremacists out of our police forces. Second, let's retrain those police forces to actually deal with problems instead of just pulling guns and shooting people. I work with a program that helps retrain police officers on how to deal with crisis using their words. This program needs to be nationwide and required for every officer to go under. Because I'm sick and tired of seeing people dead in the streets because of the color of their skin or their religion or whatever. It is unacceptable in any way. Thank you. Uh, no one should live in fear because of the color of their skin. And uh, we should all feel safe. Everyone deserves that in our society. I appreciate you coming forward with this question. I have spent my life working on many multicultural and multi-faith councils in the Modesto area, uh, addressing these very issues. And uh, the fears are real. The children of these families feel this fear every day. And I have worked diligently to protect their rights. Same with our 30,000 students. I have supported policies that support our students' protection. And we have uh, actually addressed these issues very directly with the students and with their families so that our students will feel safe. Thank you. Um, once again, with the moral vacuum that moved into the White House on January 20th. Uh, that's where the problem starts, or at least accelerated. Um, I've seen on, on the news, as everyone else has, the problems in Berkeley and in Charlottesville. Has there been a problem on this campus? Yes. What is the administration doing about it? Why not? The primary solution for this issue and for most of our issues is to run Jeff Denham out of office, flip the house, and chase Trump right back to Mar a Lago or wherever he came from. The fact of the matter is, is that we have a president that condones that activity. When the president is condoning racism and hatred and marches, like, what else are you going to do? And that's why we have to make a difference. That's why we have to change the tenor of America. Our values are under attack. That's why we're all up here tonight. It's just not these petty things. It's our collective American values that are under attack. And we need to stand up for those. Like everyone said, it was disgusting and sad.
to see the events in Charlottesville unfold. But Ken, you all saw it, and, and it was so heartbreaking to, to witness that. In addition to all the ideas that folks have said, here's, here's two additional ones. Number one, we have got to call it out when we see it. None of this, uh, there are good people on, two, on both sides, nonsense, no. We have got to be very clear and unambiguous when we see evil. And white supremacism, supremacism, and Nazism is evil. Second, we got to pass some laws to make sure that those sorts of things don't happen. The best thing we can do uh, without infringing on free speech is to say, you should not be able to have an armed rifle at a protest. No guns at a protest. Um, if you look at what happened in Charlottesville, I don't know if anybody saw some of the documentaries, there's a lot of rifles there. That makes all of us unsafe. Um, you should be able to protest and have your own free speech, but you should be able to put other people's lives at risk. Thanks, Jeff. And we'd like to thank our Black Student Union for coming up with that question. Tough round of questions for the candidates in that last one. All right, we're going to close out this session of Central Valley Politics. Make sure you come back for part three. In this one, Students for Quality Education, that's an activist group that works to keep costs down for students, are going to ask a question, along with another one from the Democratic Party Club. Again, this is Shannon Stevens with Central Valley Politics, and I'm here with Austin Montaro-Moore, my producer, and we look forward to seeing you again. <laughs>